For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon here with Ryan Roberts. We are sharing the final top five players in the 2023 NFL Draft class. I do have to say, though, I, you know, I, I wake up today in a, a little bit of a, a, a grumpy mood, Ryan. Um, yesterday, we were we did a fantasy draft for a league for a bunch of people. I don't necessarily know who's in the league, but I'm in the league with Ryan and, and some other mutuals. And the draft rolls around at like 5.30 my time. Mm-hmm. I vaguely knew when the draft was. I was busy vaguely. on Tuesday. Vaguely. Draft starts... Not a single text message from Ryan. Hey, man, are you coming into the draft? Hey, are you going to join the draft? And I missed my first four picks because I was I was distracted and I forgot the draft had started. So I just have to say that I would have thought that as your friend, you know, you would have given me like a little bit of a nudge after I missed my first pick that you'd maybe help me out. But I guess not. All, all due respect, Joe. All due respect. I was doing a live stream. I had a lot of things on my plates that I was kind of managing while also making my own picks. Nah. All right. So there was a lot going on for both sides of the coin. And I would also like to say is that when you sign up for the for the for the draft, it clearly tells you 530 Pacific time. It even says 530 Pacific time. It doesn't even say Eastern time on the darn draft app. Okay. And yesterday morning, even though Jody Leone at that time had not signed up for the league yet. I still sent out an email saying, hey, guys, this is scheduled for 830 Eastern time and went down the whole parameters of the league. If anybody wanted to come on and do the live draft live stream, all this good stuff. So if you missed anything, it's your own fault. It's not mine. I'm not your dad. I, I'm I'm not. I'm not faulting. I'm not blaming you for me missing the draft because I did have the uh-huh. information. But as somebody who is very busy, as you know that I'm busy at the end of my work hours, I'm going to get distracted and forget something like that. I was saying, you know, just a courtesy as your friend, like a, hey, you're late to the draft. You missed the first couple picks. I didn't figure it out until I figured it out on my own. So uh, it is what it is, Ryan. I see. I see how I see how we stand. I see how we stand because I would have texted you. That's all I'm saying. Did you like your team at, at least? Did you like the players that it picked? The one good thing is that. I did get Justin it, Jefferson, I think. Or no, wait, I gotta ch- I gotta double check who I got. Wait, let me check. I mean, at least at least when you're not there and it randomly picks for you, at least it picks the top ranked player. It's not like it just does some like random this insignificant guy, you know? Like there's at least you got some good players. I, uh, I think your team ended up being fine. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it ended up being fine, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I didn't want Michael Pittman. But I got to say, the Yahoo Sports fantasy is horrendously annoying to I'm not to navigate. It is terrible. I, yeah, I, I did get Justin Jefferson. I, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Yahoo. I just I did not have a full say in it because I usually just do ESPN. Who, who made the decision? ESPN. You know, there's other people that were consulted for making this decision. Okay, I I did not have the full say because I always pick ESPN. That's the, I think that's the easiest one to navigate in my opinion. But is what it is. Well, but I have, all I know, I have, I have problems with those people. Is regardless of how upset you are that you miss your first four picks, you're not going to beat me anyway. So it doesn't really matter in the end of the story. Well, we'll we'll see what happens, but we do know what happens with the 2023 NFL draft class because we ranked the top five guys. We are going to share them very shortly. Before we do, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. If you're like me and you've already given up on your fantasy league, uh, you need to make some money back. Go to Bet Online, make football fun again by putting some money down. I already put my bets down for week zero. And if you want to get your bets in, make sure you go sign up and create an account. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online. I swear this read is just so poorly written. I head to Bet Online. Or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. I'm always second guessing what I'm saying and then realizing I read it word for word. All right, Brian, number five on the big board for the 2023 NFL draft class is Trenton Simpson from Clemson. I was very excited watching Trenton Simpson, uh, a just a freaky fluid athlete, super explosive. I don't think it is a stretch to say this is a 4-3 athlete. His usage is where things get a little bit complicated because these lighter, quicker linebackers tend to be confusing for NFL defensive coordinators to figure out. But removing all of those things out of the equation any team with a creative defensive coordinator is going to draft the Trenton Simpson that is going to fly all over the field, can cover, can rush off the edge, can do a lot of different things. Trenton Simpson showing us some shades of what Isaiah Simmons was a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, so he plays that exact role, Joe. So I think that's a great synopsis of him. He's playing, so in their 4-2-5 base, he is playing kind of that overhang Sam role. So you're going to see Trenton Simpson a lot in space. You're going to see him playing man-to-man on slot receivers at times, man-to-man, blitzing off the edge, doing all that type of stuff. The one cool thing about the, the evaluation, Joe, because you're right, it is a little bit of a projection because he doesn't play as a traditional stack backer, but by all indication, he's playing Will Linebacker this year. So he's going to play in the box a ton more. But from a physical perspective, we're talking about a kid that is 6'3", pretty long arms, 230-something pounds, 4'3"-ish type of athlete. I agree with you. I mean, I think he's close. If not, he's a low 4'4 type of athlete. Like, he's that dude. Incredibly explosive, flexible, changes direction incredibly well. And the reason that I'm high on him is because I don't think this is just an overhang defender because you know my quarrel with overhangs sometimes, right? Like I sometimes just not incredibly translatable. The fact that Trent Simpson is so physical 
gives me hope that he can play in a traditional stack role. So I think he's one of the best. I, I mean, honestly, he could have an argument for the best athlete in the class, pound for pound. Like I think he has a legitimate argument there. But for now, we'll keep we'll still keep him as a top five player in the class, and I think he has high upside. He may be, and this is a hot take, I guess. He is probably a bit more natural fit, translatable fit to a from a similar profile than Isaiah Simmons because they're similar players. But I think he's a more he's a more projectable player. Like Isaiah Simmons was like this stupid athlete that like find a spot for him and let him let him flourish, right? But Trenton Simpson, I think, is just going to kind of step in and be a better will linebacker mm-hmm. than a Isaiah Simmons ever would, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think part of what comes into that is Isaiah Simmons was originally a safety, and then mm-hmm. he basically was playing a safety linebacker, Clemson. And I know yeah. that that Simpson and, and Simmons are playing similar roles. Now, if I am correct, Trenton Simpson is more of a background-playing linebacker than Isaiah Simmons. And you do see a feel. You see more of a natural feel for the position. I think from what I remember watching of Isaiah Simmons, it was just watching a freaky athlete in space fly all over the field. And you get that with Trenton Simpson, but you also get the the linebacker instincts. That's where I think he's a little bit more projectable to play linebacker instead of like what you're saying. Isaiah Simmons is a do we play him at strong safety? Do we play him at outside linebacker? Do we put him in, uh, you know, do we rush him off the edge? Like, where the hell do we place him? But I feel a little bit more comfortable projecting usage for Trenton Simpson than I did with Isaiah Simmons, who I was yeah. really high on. I, I was as a giant I fan. I, I didn't have a big board back when he was coming out, but I was saying that Isaiah Simmons should have been the Giants pick, and they ended up not going with him. But uh, Simpson, I am, I am not going to overthink at all. Yeah, no, I was really high on Simmons too. That was just a a th- analysis to say that I think Simpson's an easier projection fit wise at the next level. But I mean, Joe, I think it's because this is the tough part, right? The the part of me wants from the coaching perspective says a creative defensive coordinator. How can you not get the most out of a Isaiah Simmons, Trenton Simpson type of football player? But we have literally seen Vance Joseph not get the most out of Isaiah Simmons in his first two years. Like he's been a pretty good player, but he definitely hasn't been the player that we thought he was going to be. So there is a lack of creativity on the NFL level too much, but I hope that we get a little bit of a thorough evaluation of just how good Trenton Simpson could be as a traditional inside linebacker, because I think that's the easiest transition to the next level because you don't have to overthink it. If he's a playmaker at that level, you don't have to worry about being creative. You can be creative within that structure but I just think it makes it a cleaner projection. Yeah, definitely a little bit more of a uh, cleaner projection. Number four for us on the big board, Bijan Robinson from Texas, their star running back. I, I knew that Bijan was going to get slotted in here pretty highly. I, I would have thought that he would have be, maybe been on the outside of the top five. But if we're being realistic, projecting a, a guy who you have – declared and I think a lot of people have, have pointed out that he's got similar explosive traits to that of a Saquon Barkley who went as early as he did and and Bijan you get that speed you get that power he is more well-rounded I think in my eyes than than Saquon was coming out um and especially in the thing with Saquon is that he could cut on a dime and he was doing all this dancing and cutting and and weaving in and out of traffic I think with Bijan you get a little bit more of a downhill runner 
Mm-hmm. And this is somebody who I don't think necessarily has a ton of tread on the tires, depending on how he's used this season is going to impact that. But the guy's got what you want with a starting running back. Is he draftable in the top 10? I don't think so. I don't think he yes. We, the answer we, is yes. No, we need to stop drafting running backs in the top 10, Ryan. I'm not doing this. We need to, we no- need to keep drafting good football players in the top 10, Joe. That's what okay, we got okay, here, Okay, but you, you draft Bijan, and then he's not usable in, at the end of his contract because he's got three injuries or two because running backs don't last very long. I'm not doing this bit. He's a... I'm not touching him until 15, but he's one of the fourth best players in the in the class. I will argue with that. Well, we're we're grading in a vacuum right now, sir. That's why he's a he's yes, exactly. a higher than the quarterbacks. He's a better player right yes. now. Than- I don't disagree with that, but I'm not okay, drafting good, him until 15. Good. I think you're just salty because your running back one is not in this slot. I think that's why why you're upset. But I no, I I wouldn't put Jameer here either. I don't think I'd put Jameer here. I don't disagree with with placing Bijan here. Bijan's a great athlete, but I still am not drafting him top five. Running backs just should not be drafted top five. I'm not doing that anymore. After watching what happened with Saquon, I'm not doing it anymore. See, you're just a you're just a Giants fan that's scarred for life. That's all it is right now. That's yeah, and then I'm going to. When was the last time one of these top ten guys has done well? When was the last time? So we're not doing it. A big game, Lenny. Playoff, Lenny. Yeah, yeah. He's on a second team. It's okay. It's all right, man. He's got a he's got a Super Bowl ring. So still good. on his second. I mean, good for him, but he's on his second team. I know, man. I know. I'm just messing with you mostly, but this is the best running back that I've seen come out of college since Todd Gurley. And Todd Gurley, before the injury, was a fantastic player. But Todd Gurley is also the one of the big reasons that you're saying what you're saying because Todd Gurley lasted for three years and was dominant, was a MVP candidate, so good at his role with the, with the St. Louis Rams at the time. But then his shelf life doesn't last. And I get that. I 100% get that. That being said, in a vacuum, this is a top five player in this class, in my opinion. He is 220 pounds explosive lateral ability is just dumb for his size. Like he can just change directions and cut on a dime. He's got power. He's got hands. Everything is there for a B. John Robinson. So this is the clear running back one in this class. One of the best running backs to come out in several years. I agree with the evaluation of the, of the vet, or I should say the valuation of the running back position. But if we're just grading players based upon what they are on film, obviously B. John Robinson is a special football player. Yeah, he's he's very rare. You would you would slot him higher than Saquon coming out. It's close. And so I think Saquon is a better athlete than Bijan Robinson. Like, I mean, faster and they have similar ability to cut laterally and jump cut and do all that type of stuff. I just personally think that I like Bijan's running style better because Saquon's a yeah. little bit of a dancer, right? Like he's gonna have some negative yardage runs because he every every play for Saquon Barkley is trying to be a home run, which works out for him sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. Bijan Robinson is he has a good balance of ability to create explosive plays, but also he's a grinder, right? Like he's going to keep you on schedule. He's going to take three when he only has three in front of him, but he also is going to break some big plays too. So I think that I would prefer Bijan, but it is a very good conversation, Joe, because they are they are mm-hmm. much different athletes, much different. And he hasn't had any injury concerns like Todd had coming out of Georgia as well. Well, Saquon didn't have any injury concerns coming out either, which is which is kind of funky and disappointing to yeah. even just think about that. But removing that, 
uh, the power profile is fantastic. Like that was the one thing I remember being really impressed with is that he's got that uh, those athletic traits and he's downhill. He he turns his legs. He can power through guys. That's what you want with a good athlete and a running back that you're willing willing to draft in the top 15 is somebody who can take a lot of contact, is going to be downhill, isn't going to be cutting and contorting in obnoxious ways. I, I think that that's what has been Saquon's detriment is that it, instead of some of these other players that are when they're encountering contact, the idea has always been, I'm going to just fall forward and get the yards. Saquon has injured himself in situations where he's like, oh, I'm going to wiggle out of this. He plants his foot, injures his ankle, plants his foot, gets driven into the ground, tears his ACL. It's because he's always trying to wiggle out of it. And and maybe that's going to help the longevity of a B. John Robinson. I mean, to to Leonard Fournette's credit, he he didn't really have injury concerns in most of his time in Jacksonville. It was just a uh, a, a difference of um, priorities, and he realized he wasn't a part of the future of that team, and he ended up going to a team that was competing. Yeah. He's not he's not worth a big contract, but these power guys tend to last a little bit longer. You know, you know what's interesting, Joe. This is a, this is a skill that not many people talk about, and it's kind of to your point. Some running backs, well, a lot of running backs, whether they are smaller backs or they're bigger backs, there are some running backs that just have a knack for not taking a lot of punishment as they run. Like I remember work done was one that was like 180 something pounds, but he never got a, took a clean shot. It seemed like, right? Like he was always just moving forward and contorting his body in different ways. I think of that with Bijan Robinson. Like I don't see Bijan take a tremendous amount of big hits on the field. Like he usually delivers the blow or he knows how to avoid contact when he has to avoid contact. So I think that is a hidden skill to the running back position in the evaluation process to have running backs that are smart with their contact and how much punishment they're taking. And I think Bijan has that. So I, I'm not worried about the durability, at least early on in his career. Is he going to have as long as career as a lot of the players we're talking about on this list? No, it's just a natural attrition of playing running back. But I'm not personally worried about him right now from a durability perspective at all. You know who also I think has that that innate trait is uh, is Deuce Vaughn. I feel like I know yes. that a lot from from Deuce yes. Vaughn. He's tiny, but he's never. He's I feel like he's never getting touched. Yeah, some some running backs just have that man. Like Darren Sproles had that, where like Darren Sproles was super tiny, but like he never seemed to take a clean shot. Work done was another that I just mentioned. Like tiny, but I mean for the most part he was the lead back during his career because he just did not take big shots. Charlie Gardner was another one. Like there's just some running backs, even if they're smaller. They just understand how to not take crazy mm-hmm. punishment. Barry Sanders was another. Like Barry Sanders never took big shots. Like he just didn't. So that's why these guys, I think, have the ability to create longevity for themselves. But meanwhile, although Adrian Peterson ended up playing a million years in the NFL, he always had some durability concerns because he was a longer framed guy that would take some loved punishment contact. and contact. Yes, he loved contact. So, but that, I, I think that is an interesting conversation where it is a key part of playing running back position you know like at the end of the day availability is the number one ability and we're talking about a position that availability is sometimes a hard thing to come by so that ability to maintain and keep your body healthy i think is a big part of the the evaluation number three for us ryan no shocker here michael mayer from notre dame their starting tight end the star tight end the best tight end in the class above all else 
one of the most well-rounded tight end prospects we've seen coming out. Now, this isn't a, a, a Kyle Pitts 4-4 guy. You know, you don't need to be that to be ranked this high. Instead, he is an efficient, powerful, strong athlete, a really, really good blocker. He has everything that you need to plug him in right away and for him to be a contributing starter as a rookie. The one thing, though, that has irked me throughout this process, Ryan, is people, for some reason, overthinking Michael Mayer. It's it's like if you're a well-rounded, good prospect, people just start to say, well, no, he can't be that well-rounded, so we're just not going to rank him that highly. I feel like there have been, there have been so many publications and so many individual analysts that have just tried to push him down and move up like Eric Gilbert ahead of him, who we've barely seen, and some other guys... The other thing that's really goofy is everyone's trying to compare him to, to Brock Bowers, who isn't in this class. So let's stop doing and, that. And they're not, and they're not similar players at all, like even slightly. They're not. And when when Brock Bowers comes out, we're gonna have the same conversation, and he'll probably be a top five player in his position group, or a top player in his position group, and top five player in his class for 2024. But we're talking about Michael Mayer right now. The guy deserves the credit. The guy has been so good since he was a freshman, and he doesn't need any more physical development. The guy's built to play in the NFL right now, and he's going to be really freaking good when he gets drafted. I, I said this on the Irish Breakdown podcast the other day, Joe. I honestly, and I truly believe this. When Michael Mayer was a freshman, I think that he could have got dropped into a training camp and he would not look out of place. Not saying he would have been a star at the NFL level or a value, even a valuable contributor as an 18-year-old. But physically, he was put together, man. Like, the, yeah. it was kind of a running joke when Mayer was a freshman. It's like, that kid's 18? Like, what the heck? He looks like he's a junior or senior in college. Like, he was that type of, of physical player. And the reason that he's a little undersold sometimes is because he's not a – he's not the sexy athlete, right? Like, he's not the 4-4 Kyle Pitts. He's not the Brock Bowers who's kind of more wide receiver than he is tight end. He is a true throwback physically dominant tight end 71 catches over 800 yards six or seven touchdowns last year for Notre Dame he wins with his big body and his physicality that's both after the catch that's both going up and getting the football and he has plus upside as a run blocker so he might only run four six high or four seven flat whatever it ends up being but who cares he's 265 pounds and he's a monster man like it, yeah. it's, it should not look the same as a Kyle Pitts, and it doesn't. But the one thing I'll say is that some people are going to underrate the athleticism for Michael Mayer, despite him being a bigger player. But I will tell you first, I've seen this guy in person with my own eyes, and he is one of the more flexible route runners I have ever seen of a tight end man. He gets in and out of breaks so smooth and creates instant separation. So people are going to say, oh, is he athletic enough to create separation? The answer is yes. He's not going to run away from everyone, but he can run routes and he's incredibly physical at the top top of the route. So those things, he's going to create separation. He has strong hands. He's strong after the catch. Dude is going to be a star at the next level. It's just not he's not going to average 15 yards a catch. He's going to average 11, 12 yards a catch. But he's going to be a high volume receiver at the next level. And if he if he has some improvements in the run game, which there are flashes of great things mm -hmm. in the run game, but it's inconsistent. If he is more consistent as a run blocker, then he could be. And it's a big claim. In a few years, he could be the best all-around tight end in the NFL. Because we're looking right now with Travis Kelsey is now in his 30s, right? George Kittle has kind of gotten beat up over the last few years. Darren Waller just came off of an injury. I truly believe that Michael Mayer has the upside 
where he could be the best all-around tight end in the NFL. More in the Jason Witten mold than a Kyle Pitts mold, but either way, that's a really good football player. And I, and I know some people might overreact to this, but uh, he is the closest thing we've seen to Gronk coming out. I know he's got that's the baby why, Gronk name. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why, he's, that's why he's dubbed baby Gronk. I know they overdo that, but like there are yeah. some similarities stylistically to him and Gronkowski. There is, if we're being there, honest. Yeah, there's a there's a, a good amount of them. Uh, number two for us in our big board for the 2023 NFL draft, Jalen Carter from Georgia. Odd that he wears number 88. I, I still have to point that out every time we talk about him. But talking about a dude that is so freaking explosive, can play any spot on the defensive line, is immovable on double teams, flies off the ball. His decision-making and awareness is amazing. He, he is a disruptor through and through. He is the most one of the most powerful guys in this class defensively. And one thing that needs to be always acknowledged with a guy like this, statistically, he is not going to put up crazy numbers this year. There is going to be such an attention on stopping him. Last year, there was an attention on stopping him. But where this man excels is diverting attention, causing opposing offenses to freak out over him because they have no idea how to block him. And he's going to get run away from. He is going to be intentionally avoided. But Jalen Carter is going to be a top four pick, most likely, in the 2023 NFL Draft. He is the best Georgia defensive lineman from last year's group. And that included multiple first-round picks. So don't argue. Just listen about Jalen Carter because my man is a dog. He has a legitimate argument as the best player in the draft. And I know some people are going to push back on that, and I get it. Will Anderson is my top player in the draft, and we'll get to him in a second. But I do truly think that Jalen Carter can make a run for the top player in the class because he is he is about as reminiscent as Warren Sapp as I have seen. Because like similar body types, he's not the longest guy in the world. He's got kind of that more like stumpy frame type of look to him. But then you watch him and you're just like, okay, he's going to be super physical at the point of attack, which he is. But the thing that makes him special is he is so flexible and cat quick for his size, man. And I think that he's a perfect guy where his production in the NFL is going to be a lot better than it ever was in college. But you can see on film just dominant level of reps, man. And to be able to change direction at 6'3", 310 plus pounds with the body type he has, Special, special traits for his body type. So he is high-volume sack guy at the next level, I believe, if, if everything kind of works out. He's a high-penetration-style player. You're, you're, see, you're, you're looking at a guy that I think co- compares favorably physically to a Warren Sapp. I think there's a lot of, lot of comparisons there. Yeah, Jalen Carter is just so fun to watch. And as it's always going to happen with these top guys, people are going to overthink them. But please, for... Just watch the guy go to work every single Saturday. He is going to be a monster this season. And our number one player was a monster last year. I think that we need to stop playing games with the Heisman voting, and we need to consider him if he puts up a similar type season this upcoming season as a Heisman candidate. Will Anderson from Alabama. I have gone as far to place the generational moniker and tag on Will Anderson. You get a high motor player. You get a high IQ player. If we were giving him a Madden rating for awareness, I, this is a 99 awareness guy. The guy knows how to find the ball. He knows how to place himself in advantageous situations. 
his pass rush technique and his skill set is is very very well developed for a, a younger pass rusher. And then again, the most important thing for me is the motor. the The guy goes 100 miles an hour. He doesn't stop, and he plays through the whistle. If you want to keep track and go watch him, go watch where the ball is at the end of every single play this this upcoming season, and you'll see Will Anderson is somewhere near the football. He might not be the one making the tackle, but he is going to be really freaking close to being, uh, you know, near the ball every single time because he always tracks the ball. But Will Anderson is far and away. Or not far and away, is the best player in this class close to Jalen Carter, but the two of them are far and away from you know establishing themselves as the best in the group. I love looking at his stats, Joe. He had over 100 tackles, 30-something tackles for loss, and 17 and a half sacks. Like at the end of the day, man, we're not scouting a box score, but like that type of production is just dumb. Like it doesn't make any sense, especially playing for Alabama in the SEC. And honestly, every single week. Everyone knows that 31's the guy, right? Like that's going to be the guy that you need to stop. And yet people still can't do it. Like that's just a matter of the fact to a Will Anderson's evaluation. He's a weird player though, in my opinion, because my favorite thing about Will Anderson is he creates a stupid amount of power, like just ridiculous, but he's only six, four, like 240 pounds. Like he's not, he doesn't look like he should be able to do what he does as a speed to power converter. But he does. And the thing that I love is he's got length. He's got explosiveness, but he plays so hard and on a snap to snap basis, like he is just effort is through the roof. So you have a really talented player, a really productive player and a player that also plays hard. What, what, are, what are we missing here? Right? Like what, what, what are, what do you, what do you else are you possibly looking for? Cause there's some players like a Javion Clowney who is incredibly pow- talented, incredibly powerful, but then he takes plays off. Like, let's yeah. call it what it is, right? Will Anderson doesn't do that. Every play, he plays 100 miles an hour. So he has effort, he has talent, and he has aggressiveness. When you have all those things together, what what, what are we poking holes in? I, I just don't think that there's a hole that you can really poke in Will Anderson, other than he's a little skinny, I guess. But, like, you can always add weight. So. I I still think that this is Von Miller. I, I still get such a such Von Miller vibes, and he's such a similar physical f- athletic profile to Von Miller. Like, like he looks so reminiscent to what Von Miller was coming out of Texas A&M and or, early on in his career. Yeah, he's even. I mean, he's even longer than the Von was, right? So like that's. I just I don't think there's a perfect comp for him, man. Yeah, he's, just, he's such a unique football player. Like you just don't see too many like. Because he's six four, which is like decent heights. He has good length, in my opinion, on film. But he's not like he's a little bit skinny. But then he's powerful. It's just a really strange football player. But it really, ex- like, just a explosive, physical. Everything is there for him. Yeah, checks all the boxes as one should as the number one prospect in our class for the twenty twenty three NFL draft, folks. If you missed the other ranking shows, go check those out. Be sure to subscribe. We've got plenty of fantastic coverage coming your way this season. Don't miss out at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft, at NFL Prospects Pod, Hack City on YouTube. We'll be back with more. We've got a mock draft coming your way soon. Talk later. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.